Good morning, good morning. Today is January 25th, 2021. And uh, we're going to give you another brand spanking new episode of the Positivity Wall. We are on volume five today. And I am actually really excited to talk about this one, even though it's it could possibly be a really draining one. But that's what we're going to do today. So figure we start out with the, the good old thinking out loud. Um, kind of two parts. One, you know, I live in Florida. Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa. <laughs> I want to give you this funny this morning. So I'm on I'm online, like looking at, you know, the Super Bowl tickets. I'm like, you know what? I don't have a job. I don't have anything to do. Why don't I go to Tampa? Enjoy the week. Have some fun. Get into the game. Yeah, look at these tickets. It's like starts at eighty eight hundred dollars. And I'm, you know, I, I know Super Bowl tickets cost a lot. And I'm like, there's no Corona break on this. Like, where's the Corona break? <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no Corona break. Um, so if anyone wanted to give me um, fifteen thousand dollars just to blow for a week, hey, just uh, I'm on Cash App. <laughs> email me your details get the money over to me we can make that happen um but yeah no i, I saw that and i was like wow <laughs> i'm glad that i didn't put that in my list um which to say to add um i knocked two things off my list i was really proud of that because i didn't know that i would ever actually get to buy this camera i always put myself last um, so this is this was one of those moments where I invested in myself. I'm really happy about it. I'm like I'm really liking the experience so far um, <laughs> with the camera. It's amazing. Uh, I got I got a um, uh, naturally a zoom lens came with it, but then I also bought more of a kind of a portrait type lens to give me really good portrait shots or background blur shots. And I was kind of playing around, testing that. It hasn't been sunny. <laughs> it's like, I got a camera. I just want to go take sunsets and sunrises. Oh my God, that's to create good uh, good layouts and backgrounds for my poetry. But it's been really great learning the camera, understanding um, how it works and in all facets. It's been fun. And then um, to kind of take you into this episode today, another thing that I started doing, I, I posted a meme um, what last Wednesday it, was, it said something about um you know if if you like me chubby tell me now <laughs> and I was like because don't let me know when I'm done and one of the guys that I uh used to work on his account um he reached out to me and was like hey man you know you want to lose weight you know I got some stuff that I can help you out with I got a program that you can be on you know, um, as far as calorie, you know, meal planning and calorie counting, and then just um, workouts. And I, I explained to him, I not going into the gym because of Corona um, has to be done at home. And he told me what to get, and um, it's been it's been it's been really good. And the reason why it's important is it's like for me, what I missed about working out was it was a place that I went to get off. You know, besides doing this, it was a place I went to get to get stuff off my chest. I'm <laughs> trying to keep this PG and um, going through this in this last week, I just like, man, this is, it really feels good. You know, I have workout days and then I have like meditation days. I keep this guy is awesome. And um, really not just worried about the physicality, but also the mind. And I, I'm very thankful that 
Uh, he gave me this information and knowledge. Um, just really blessed to know him. But really, um, today as we get ready to go into this fifth installment, it kind of talks about pain. It kind of talks about your pain centers and and how you how you manage them and how you deal with them. And then it's mindset. And so I think um, you know having a good time. I'm laughing. I'm getting back to who I am. And that last part for me is is really the get myself physically where I want to be. So mentally, so it all comes together. And so I'm really excited for this journey that I'm about to take over this next year. This was something I was going to do last year as my 35th. Um, but now I guess it's plan 36. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to take you into, as I said, Positivity Wall, Volume 5. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to give you, because it, it was really hard, like the hardest part I think about writing these these episodes, and I'm glad I wrote them, is um, it's the level of commitment I'm having not only to writing and producing this episode, um, but it's also writing and producing um, the graphic for it. That graphic you see on the episode to, to tie you into this, it gives you branding into this, but it also goes into my um, my Instagram page to kind of give you that backstory. And then I take about 50 seconds from this episode and I, I post it there. Uh, if you are looking for the Instagram, J as in Juliet, D as in Delta, R as in Romeo, creatives at um on instagram and that's that's it's not hard to find <laughs> i don't have a lot of followers but that's not that's not really the point not really what we're focused on is just for me doing this series was important because artistically i wanted to put my hand in all aspects of it but this episode means a lot to me um i think um if you're looking at episode one i would put it I would put it there to me. Um, there are a few episodes that are going to come up as I look at, at the wall that are going to be good, really great too. Yeah, not to say the other ones don't, but this is one where it's not hard to write this episode. I can write this episode in, in 10 minutes or less. So positivity wall five. Watch the words you say. I ask that you choose as you shed the word can't, there is always a choice. Watch the words you say. I ask that you choose. As you shed the word can't, there is always a choice. So to kind of give you, because um, that's not, this is what I made into the graphic. This is what I end up making. But what really sits on the wall and and, and what comes from this is, for some time, you have been compartmentalizing your pain, arming the word can't. I ask that you arm the word choose. There is always a choice. So <laughs> as, <laughs> if you see there as some artistry, <laughs> I, had to, I had to take that and kind of, you know, give it to you in a way that it, it really wasn't for this side of it because I get to talk here. It was more for um, the Instagram side. I'm not really talking there. So um, as the poet, I had to 
surmise the thought and put it together and, and give a great explanation. But really, um, just to go into it, I had a friend um, and, and she has said two things to me over the last two years that have really been profound. And this, um, this is where this came from. This is where one day I, I kind of sat down and was just like, boom, I'm going to write it up. And I, and I wrote it up like this. And um, she put it as I choose versus I can't, you know, it's very easy for us as human beings to look at things in a negative way and, and to say that I can't, I can't, I can't. And she would correct me. She would catch me sometimes where I'd be like, oh, I can't date. I, I'm too busy being a father. I can't go out on a date. I'm too busy doing work. And she's like, but you can, you can make time. You make time to be a father. You make time to do the work. And it's like, but you have to do that. She's like, yeah, but you also have to find ways to make time for yourself. Um, the other one to give it to you, because I don't that that one didn't become part of the positivity wall. But I think it's very important for this as well um, to to quote what she said, results and excuses do not live in the same place. They don't. <laughs> um, you can't have both of them. You can either have one or the other. You're either going to get the results by working hard for them or you're not going to get your results by making excuses for them. And light bulb moment. And that's kind of how I choose a versus I can't came about because I was listening to her and I was giving her my, my Jemiah rebuttal as I always do. And I think I went home that night and I was really thinking about it, I was sitting around. And then I wrote this, this card for the wall and I'm just like, wow, that she's, she's right. And it's a, it's a mind frame thing. You know, most people have probably read the secret. A lot of that negativity, positivity shift, it's somewhat what I speak here, but it really, it really comes back to how we say things out of our mouth into the world, you know, opposed to saying, Hey, I'm sorry, I'm late. Instead of saying, Hey, is there another time that we can schedule? There's always ways to make a positive out of a negative. And I've tried to live my life by that standard. I don't always get it right. <laughs> I don't always get it right. Um, but what I noticed in my life specifically is I was getting it right and I was getting it wrong. So I was getting it right by being able to give people the practical application. I can tell you all day how to how to look at a situation um, by listening to it, by observing your movements. And then I can give you the analysis needed for you to correct your movement. But if you take that playbook and you slam it back on my desk and you go, all right, Jemaith, <laughs> then I fall apart. It's like, oh, my goodness. And, um, you know, I'll say this. This is real and raw honesty. For years, I, I mean, I struggled from 25 to 30 feeling like I was a hypocrite. Like I could be that person who could help people, but I couldn't help myself. And I was so angry about that. Like, man, you can give all this sage advice and help people and make them feel great. But you have your own advice. You know what you need to do, but you won't put it in motion. And part of that is, as I've talked about before, the prison versus palace. Having a mindset in your mind where you're in this prison and you're shackled. You can't leave this, this cell when the truth is you own this place. <laughs> this place is yours. You have, you don't, there are no keys. All the doors unlock on your command. You can go wherever you want here. You just have to think it, believe it, 
and then do it. And I struggled for so many years with that thought process. So I literally was sitting in a prison cell in my mind, just sitting there chilling. (laughs) When literally this whole place, which was a palace and is a palace, is ready for me to enjoy, to explore. And that, that, that was hard. I struggled with with feeling like I was being a hypocrite, that everything that I was saying was contradictory. And then I resided myself to say, hey, look, I it, it's this energy transfer. I can help this person, which makes me feel like I'm alive, but then I will never give them anything else. And there's, a, there's another episode that's coming up. Um, I think it's it's episode 12. And that episode 12 will tie into this episode. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not even going to talk about it. Um, But it it ties into that mindset of who I thought I was and what I thought my greatest strength was. And then learning from people and learning in the world what my greatest strength was. And it was so mind-blowing that it set me on this different course from 30 on. And I've, I've evolved and there's more evolving for me to do. And I hope I get the time to do it. But really back to that prison versus palace mentality, it's it's making sure that in your mindset that I'm choosing for it to be a palace, not deciding it can't be a palace. Therefore, it's a prison. And I've been working on it. ever since we had that conversation and ever since I kind of wrote this card, I've been working on that. Like I choose, I choose joy. I choose to be happy. And it was, um, I'm not going to plug these people again, but I have a bracelet by these people because they have their sayings. And one of them was, I choose joy. I have the right to seek joy. And for so long, it was denied to me, whether it was, you know, first 18 years of my life, you live in a family, you got to do what they want. You got to be who you want. And then it was like these last 18 years, like, what the hell have you been doing? (laughs) And it's, you think you have to do what the world asks you to do. You have to, to a point. I mean, I can't go out and just hit somebody over the head with a baseball bat. That's a crime. But I can choose for myself to enjoy myself and enjoy life and take it in. As I spoke about in the last episode, if you seek life, then live. If you seek love, then love. It comes back to just understanding who you are and not being afraid and not running from that and being rooted in that and staying in that space. And so, you know, one of the questions I wrote was, you know, why am I my own worst enemy? And it's rooted in the prison, the palace concept that I am in a space in which I am free to roam, free to go wherever I want, but I will never move my feet. And I don't know if any of you have ever felt that way, like you're in a moment and you know exactly what you need to do for the moment. You just have to react. You just have to move. You just have to, to go. And you can't. You're frozen. You're frozen in a space in your mind where you can't even do the simplest task. We breathe simply. You know, you, you, something is grabbing a cup or moving your feet. You don't think about your brain's firing those synapses off. It's doing it on its own. <laughs> You don't have to really think, but when you take a person who's been in a car wreck, who's lost that center of their brain, who has to train it again, now they have to think. And I've lived a lot of my life like I was someone in a, in in a crash. That trauma has been internal. And with that trauma, I've experienced that effect of 
literally trying to learn how to walk every day so that I can get out of this cell. And it has taken moments of losing Lucas, um, seeing other people die around me in my life, seeing people have things taken from them, uh, great moments, um, rather I've traveled, rather I've experienced with people to realize that the greatest sum of my energy was just to just be jammed. <laughs> because there's more people who walk around this world who uh, pretend not to be afraid that are totally scared out of their mind. <laughs> You're not the only one, you know? And um, that that's why I ask you, just as I ask myself daily to arm the word choose, and I have disarmed can't. You know, it's it's even something of how I parent now. Like when my son says, dad, I can't, it's like, Son, how can we do this? How can we put our heads together to make this work? And because I don't want him to grow up with that internal trauma as me. The, the crazy thing I'll say about being a parent to someone when you um, didn't have the ideal parenting situation growing up, my mother always provided, my mother always made sure we had what we needed physically, monetary-wise. Um, emotionally, she wasn't the best at that because she had to drive forward. She had to raise two kids basically on her own. <laughs> um, and that's tough, you know, and, and, and then try to live in this cold and cruel world as I've, as I've experienced. And so I know myself as the emotional creature, as I'm telling you, that's why we're here talking about 20 <laughs> cards I have on my wall that are sayings. Um, but it's just growing up that way, I took a lot of things in internally, took a lot of damage, felt a lot of damage, and that damage has had some lasting effects. And so then I became a father, and then I was terrified. I remember you know, holding my son, being terrified because I'm like, oh, my God, I have the responsibility of the world in my arms now, and I'm a screw-up. And then it's like, as every parent if any of you are parents, as you know, once you get them home and then you start doing, and then a month comes, you do the month checkup, the three month checkup, then you get the six month checkup and you get to the year. Then you're like, okay, I went through a horrible, I went through enough horrible stuff and not knowing what the hell I'm doing to, I kind of understand how this works to a bit. And then I'm going to have to understand that every year comes with a new challenge. <laughs> My son will be nine next month, you know? I'm expecting in about two more years that my son doesn't want to hang out with me and doesn't think I'm cool. So I'm enjoying every moment I get with him, especially during this time of unemployment. And so it can be a really, really tough thing when you don't feel like you have the proper footing. So where I feel as a father is I'm constantly struggling in my mind internally going, am I doing the right thing by him? trying to learn a lesson very quickly so that I can apply it to his life. And I know a few uh, to make, to kind of help you. Time is very valuable. You don't get it back. So if you're not spending enough time with the kids, do it. Love and, and letting them know that they're loved and then they're safe. That matters too. Structure. Children will book it, but tr children love it. Just like as human beings, we require structure too. Think about it. If you go into a store and you're going to buy, say, some milk and 
all the milk that you need, you saw it on a cart outside of the freezers and it's warm. Would you buy it? No. Would you go to someone and say, where's the milk at? And they're like, oh, it's in that cart. It's like, that's warm milk. I want cold milk. It's supposed to go in a cooler. Oh, well, we don't do that here. You would probably have an explosion in your mind. Like, what the heck are these people doing? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> and so that's my point of I've struggled but I understand those three and I live by those three laws of time, love, and structure. And as long as I follow them and I'm willing to expand my parameters and I'm willing to evolve and listen, because listen should be the fourth one. As long as you're willing to listen, you can grow with your child in the way that they need you to. And it keeps them from being the, the, <laughs> the traumatic brain injury as me. As, as a person who has went through all these tough things. Compartmentalization, I mean, hey, that was, I think that was, that's been my biggest coping mechanism, honestly, to living. People talk about sex, alcohol, drugs, um, cope, uh, compartmentalization, and I think sugar. <laughs> um, you get me a, you get me some Ben and Jerry strawberry cheesecake ice cream, everything else is going to be all right. <laughs> so, you know, food could be mine, but compartmentalization is the number one key. I had to learn at a young age that I did not have a voice and that I had to be quiet to survive. And in that survival mentality, I learned the easiest way to survive is not to appear. So that's where you see, as I've talked about before, feeling invisible, hiding in plain sight. I learned how to hide for 18 years so that I wasn't the person that pissed my mom off even more. And when I speak about my mother, um, I, I want to say this. She grew up in a time. I mean, my mother was born and then the Civil Rights Act was passed like four years later. She grew up in a time where she didn't have rights. <laughs> she grew she was in a house where she lived where her mother didn't have rights for 30 something years of her life. You know? I understand my trauma because I get to look back and reflect through my mom's. And so my mother, I will say my mother did the best that she could with what she had. And, and so did my father. So did my father. My father did not fight more to, to be active. He just took what my mother gave him as the parameters and he just, he gave up. <clears throat> There's not a day in my life that I would give up if my ex-wife ever tried me. That's the difference in my parents' generation and ours. We will fight to be there because we understand the stakes because we all, most of us are traumatic brain injuries walking around. There's that trauma. We're still, we're learning in relationships and later in life as we become parents that we're kind of messed up. <laughs> and compartmentalization became that energy source that, okay, you can punch me, but it's it, it bounces off of me. <clears throat> I remember you're like, whatever you said, uh, bounce off of me, sticks to you. It's that methodology that I use to get through it because I was always shorter. I was always not cool. I was always whatever. That was always not what people wanted me to be. I was too weird. I liked things people didn't like. I remember being, <laughs> just as an example, I remember being a teenager, like 14, 15 years old. And like I said, I spent a lot of time at home reading and learning about things. And I started watching F1. Michael Schumacher was dominating, you know, Ferrari um, and the Marlboro car. Uh, I was watching hockey. I was watching things that black kids probably didn't watch, and I was getting picked on about it. And 
it was hard for me then because I just learned to be more quiet about it. And as I got older, things like that are like anime, like I like, or reading mangas. Um, it's cool now. I, I'm so happy that my son's generation, it's okay to be that because I struggle for some time trying to be, um, you know, that little kid toy. I felt like I was the star trying and people were trying to push me into the, the square and it just wasn't going to work. And that's what you have to be. When you, when you decide to choose, when you arm choosing and you disarm can't, you choose to be the star and you don't give a damn about being put in that square, the circle, the triangle. You don't care about being put in the box because guess what? They can't put you in the box. That's the point of this. So I plead with you as someone who who's armed can't for years upon years to sit with me and um let's let's um let's disarm let's disarm together can't because it's not going to do anything for you it ain't going to do a damn thing for you but hold you back okay choose yourself today i ask that you choose yourself just as I am choosing myself every day that I wake up, as I am choosing my son, as I am choosing all the things that are coming for me, the pain that I have felt so I didn't take care of myself and I kind of gained some weight. Now I'm choosing to get rid of that weight. Now I'm choosing. And I'm, it's not about the weight. It's like I told the guy because he was like, well, what's the, what's the timeline? I don't care. I'm This year, by the end of this year, when we get to 12-31-2021, I will be able to tell you in a year in review how much weight I lost. I weighed myself. I'm not going to tell you how much, how much I weigh, but I will tell you how much weight I lost because right now that's not important to me. What's important to me is the behaviors. So I'm asking you to pick up this behavior of choosing and, and not arming can't because that behavior alone is what's going to save you. What is my why? My why is I want to be happy. I want to have peace. I've lived 35 years and I don't feel like I've had that. I've had moments of joy. My son was born the day I married my ex-wife. Trips I've taken, but true happiness where I feel at peace where I wake, where I go to bed and I can sleep, and then I wake up the next morning like a movie. I'm like, oh, honey, it's time to get up. I've never felt that because I've always been fighting in a world where people said that I wasn't good enough. And I stopped choosing myself because I started to believe that I couldn't be anything, that I was what they thought I was. I was a loser. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. So the greatest things about these, this, this workout is I use all of that pain. That, compart that I've compartmentalized and I push it out through my workout just like I used to do in my 20s. And it reminded me of why I enjoyed it. It reminded me of how I was able to stop myself from compartmentalizing. Because I got, I got in, from about 21 to 24, I was, I was in a place of joy. Wasn't fully happy because I was young and dumb and I thought, Okay, I was pretty successful. What's the next thing? Find someone you can date so that you can marry them. I was following the rule book of how the world wants you to work instead of traveling the world like I really wanted to be. I should have been doing that. But hey, you live and you learn, and that's a part of evolving. 
So I will always have compartmentalization will always be a part of me. It is one of my greatest uh, assets, but it has to be controlled as well. And the way I control it is simply arming choose and disarming can't. It's just that simple. (laughs) And so I ask that you do the same thing. You're doing something today, this week, this month, this year, right now, that's telling yourself you can't. Well, guess what? You can. You just have to choose it. Okay? It's just that simple. You have to choose it. You have to want it for yourself more than anything. Because remember, as I said before, results and excuses cannot live in the same place. That that comes to anything. And the only way that you get those results is that you choose them. Can't get results when you can't them. (laughs) Doesn't make sense, right? Exactly. And that's what I've had to tell myself to shift the mind. And I look forward to what this year brings to me. Good, bad, indifferent. I'm not afraid. I was afraid of losing because I've lost so much. But I kind of like losing. You know why? It's kind of when I get ready to become a boss. It's kind of when I get ready to – because that loss – means that I'm about to win twice as hard. (laughs) So that's what's beautiful. Yeah. So we are are here at that point where we get the call to close. We have now completed five of these things. And um, give you an update, I've already written... Like I talked about episode 12, I know that because um, that was the last episode I have actually uh, written as of right now. Um, and it's done. So I got eight more to complete as far as actually writing them. And then, well, you know, I'll try to produce them out weekly. That's no reason to to bombard you. So I figured I'll take another... You know, I'll take it a week by week approach. That's that's really the thought process with it. But as I call to close, just wanted to to to, to bring it back to you, you know, about um how we how we go into the world, the mindset, you know, prison versus palace, positivity versus negativity, and ultimately what we landed on today, which is choose, not can't. Um you have to arm, choose, you have to disarm, can't, because um, in a world where we beat ourselves up and we're so hard on our, ourselves, the truth is, is we make mistakes, we, f- we fall so that we can get back up. It's in the falling of when you decide to not get back up, that's where you have reached failure. Um, so I, I feel as this episode kind of kind of brings in elements of all of them so far because it is that mindset and you have to ask yourself in your daily life when you contact people you know people you talk to everyone what are you really doing you know what i mean like what 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 are you really doing with yourself <laughs> and um i mean are you trying your best to choose? Are you going for your results? Or are you arming can't and, and making excuses? I think they run hand in hand. And that's really that's really what it comes down to. You have every right to choose yourself. And you should choose yourself. Uh, because if you don't, then bigger, bigger demons come into play. 
and we all have families, we all have loved ones, whether you have children, you don't, whether you're, you know, you're somebody's son, somebody's daughter, you have a family. And, um, and if you don't, and you've lost your family, I would hope that you have friends and those friends are your family as well. I've had to learn that. That's a very valuable lesson I've had to learn over the years that I'm not someone compartmentalization has been my best friend. So when friends would expect me to lean in and ask for something, I don't. I've had to learn that in the last few weeks myself where I sat and I talked to friends about just things I was feeling and sadness that I was going through. It's okay to be, it's okay to lean on others, but you shouldn't sit alone. You shouldn't suffer in silence. And that's, it's really um, what it comes down to. So remember, watch the words you say. I'm asking that you choose you, throw that in there, as you shed the word can't. Remember, there is always a choice. And so as I leave you, as I always leave you, because you know the phrase that pays, <laughs> that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing or what you're going through, I thank you if you spent the time with me. I hope that I bring something to you. But more than anything, you should know. <laughs> that you are amazing. You really are. You are beautiful and that you are loved. (laughs) She knows it.